everyone. Thank you for tuning into Bible study. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico, a rainy day. And we have been praying for rain in the time of latter rain. Amen. That there would be mighty harvest. And we have just seen mighty harvest. We have been across the nation over the last two months, August and September. We did back-to-back missions, came home for a week, went out on our second mission. And there's so much to tell and so much to process. But today specifically, I wanted to focus on this last mission and what God just did and what we witnessed taking place with this Gen Z generation, this younger generation. The last two missions we went on, we took our children. It was our entire family going together as a unit. And we've been experiencing so much revival in different states, different cities. But really a theme began to emerge as we were watching the younger generations rising up with such an authentic heart to seek God's presence, to host his presence, to be in his presence, and to minister because our children are our next generation and there is a generation that the enemy has been after but there's also a generation that the Holy Spirit is pursuing and they are experiencing the moving of the Spirit of God in such great measure in such a powerful way and it has been so beautiful to witness that with my own children but to also witness it with this generation and I'm so excited for what God is doing and what he has highlighted over Over these last two mission trips, the first mission trip was especially focused around First Nation gatherings and gathering together with the host people of the land, the First Nations people. Of course, we are First Nations. We are from Taos Pueblo, which is the oldest inhabited village in North America. And that's a big part of our heart in this hour. Of course, the First Nation people seeing them arise. And we have seen such an uprising of the First Nation people in America and even across the globe as God is raising up his people, his tribes, his sleeping giants are no longer sleeping. We are seeing such a moving of awakened First Nation people stepping into their destiny, stepping into their place. And of course, we love to pray upon the land, to pray in places where God sends us in cities. We went on the last two mission trips to 12 different states and then down to Mexico. And we have just seen God move. We've seen people healed, delivered, set free. And I'm so excited for what he's done. But I believe our first mission trip, which was very focused around First Nations and the gathering of tribal nations and then the trail of joy is where we really began to witness this moving of families working together with their children that have been raised up in the presence of God and then ministering the children taking on that torch to minister in such a powerful way. And then we came home from that mission trip, my children were just stirred in utilizing their giftings as this next generation prophesying, laying hands on even the adults. I had several young people prophesy over me and it was one of the most pure and very precious and accurate prophecy. And it wasn't about frills or titles or positions. It was just very sincere. And that's what I love about this generation is there's such a sincerity, such a hunger and such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit right now. Before we came home from that first mission, we stopped in Dallas at the upper room for a while, which is kind of a place to just process and rest and just get in the presence. It's a lot like 
like our house of prayer here in Taos, New Mexico, where they have worship and prayer. They have a prayer room that's going on seven days a week from six in the morning till 8 p.m. And it's just a place where you can go and just be in the presence of God. And while we were there, we learned about table nights, which was going to be taking place in different cities across the United States and going to Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is where we're from. So we had heard about it at the upper room. We came home for a week back to New Mexico and we went to table nights in Albuquerque. The Holy Spirit reminded me of it that evening and we were literally at a dentist appointment in Santa Fe. And so we went ahead and we were that close. So we went, got our tickets and went to table nights. And it was such a powerful message really of just taking part in the body and the blood of Yeshua. What does that really mean to take part and to commune at the table of the Lord, to commune in his presence, to receive forgiveness, to receive a cleansing, that there is no separation between us and God because of what Jesus had done. And there was such liberty and such freedom that resulted after taking part in the table of the Lord. I went into that gathering with 800 young people. There was also different ages, but the bulk was very focused on Gen Z. And I began to just weep, taking in the cleansing blood of Yeshua and the power of that. It was so powerful. And I just began to weep. And the Holy Spirit just gave me travail and weeping for the generation. And he said, you're not only weeping for yourself, you're weeping for this room. You're standing in intercession for the people in this room, these young people. And it was so powerful. We took part in communion and there was such a release that took place, such a healing just from that very act of taking in what Jesus has done and knowing that we are not separated from him. There was such rejoicing and dancing and freedom and deliverance just from that simple act of being in his presence and taking part in his body. It was hosted by Upper room. And then they went on to do table nights in Arizona. And then they went on to Los Angeles for Gen Z's for Jesus. And that's where we also connected in Los Angeles with 8,000 young people. For three days, we were there. And the final was the 12 hour day with over 8,000 young people at the Angelis Temple in downtown Los Angeles, which is Amy Simple McPherson's church that she pioneered. And it was such a powerful gathering there. And similar in that sense of taking part in the presence of God together, watching people get healed, delivered, and set free by the simple gospel and just getting illuminated and fired and just revived. And it was so tangible in that room. There was such a moving of the Holy Spirit of God. There was such an outpouring. And I, at one point, I just was weeping with many other others just on the ground, just encountering the Spirit of God. It was so powerful to witness this generation, and I pray it just gives you hope for your generation, for your children, for your siblings, for your family, that there is hope through Jesus, Yeshua, his finished work at the cross that we can take in and commune with him, that he is not far from us. He is Yahweh, Shammah, the Lord is there. Hallelujah. And that is the title of this message. And that was just the intro. And I want to pray before we get into this word. So Father, 
Father, we just thank you. We welcome you, Yehovah, Shema, that the Lord is there in that place that he has made for his people, that he has called us to dwell with him in his presence. And we thank you, Father, that you meet us at the table, that you meet us in that place of communion, that you meet us when we come to take in your body, to take in your blood, to take in who you are, that you meet us there. You are with us. Shama, Yehovah Shama, you are with us always and that we can connect with you. And I thank you for the revelation that you are giving this generation, Gen Z, and the adults and all generations, the revelation of who you are and that you are with us to deliver us, that you are faithful, that the simple gospel is what's drawing so many to you in their times of struggle, of suicide, of depression, of addiction. Yahweh Shama is there. Yahweh is with us to deliver us, with us in the battles, with us in the storms, with us in the high places, with us in the valley, with us in the storm. Yahweh Shama is for us. Hallelujah. Who can be against us? We just praise you and give you glory and invite your spirit in this word today in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen and amen. Thank you again for tuning in to this word today titled Shama. We were at the upper room, Gen Z for Jesus in Los Angeles, and I just got to witness so many beautiful young people, including my children. The Bible tells us to not suffer the little children to come unto him. We cannot say they are too young. We cannot say that they cannot receive the spirit of the living God because it is for a baby to an adult to an infant to a child to an elder. The spirit of the living God is for us so that we would connect to him, that we would draw near to him. And that is my prayer. And that is the scripture that I wanted to share with you. And this is a prayer that is read often in the house of prayer in Kansas City. In fact, they read this prayer quite a bit. But when we really get the essence of this prayer and what it really says, and this is such a powerful prayer, it's found in Ephesians 1, 17 through 20. It says, I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yeshua, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him. And I just want to stop right there because when we're in the presence, when we're communing in the presence, taking part in that communion with Jesus, Yeshua, with one another, there is such a deepening intimacy with him. And there's a deepening intimacy with others in the body. It is so encouraging. And it says, I pray that the light of God will illuminate the eyes of your imagination, flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us his holy ones we are his inheritance we are an inheritance he created us he called us to stay in his presence to understand our identity in who he is in who we are the full revelation of the hope of his calling the wealth of God's glorious inheritance that he finds in us, his holy ones. I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. That means that we take by faith 
the word of the gospel, that he desires the communion with us in his presence and that we do not shrink back, but by faith, we know that he has called us to an inheritance, the hope of our calling to dwell in his presence, to know him, to draw near to him, to dwell with him, encouraged in his glory, encouraged in his presence, that his power is made available to us through faith, that we would experience it immeasurably on the daily, that it's not something that's far away. The veil has been torn. We have access to the Father every single day to draw near to him in his presence. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. As we access the presence of God, the love of God, it pours into us. It transforms our heart. It gives us revelation. It gives us the remembrance of who we are, the love of God. And that becomes an advertisement of his power, his transforming power. Christ in us, the hope of glory, becomes a powerful advertisement that we are lights in a dark world, that he is in us. He works through us. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. And he has seated us at heavenly places with him in glory. And we can access that heavenly place in sincere surrender and worship and taking in his body and taking in his love and praising him and worshiping him in spirit and truth. We access those heavenly realms. That is what is bringing heaven to this earth at this time. That is a beautiful advertisement of the light of the glory of God that that we have access to upon this earth. And that's what I see exploding with this Gen Z generation is a hunger for the presence of God and a hunger to then take that out to the nations and evangelize and share a simple gospel. There is such revival that is taking place right now. And I love that. I love it. And because of what he's done, he has resurrected us to life. He has given us new life. We can pour out our oil upon him. We can pour out our love, not because we're doing religion or trying to earn something through our works or achieve something, but we can pour out our love in devotion, in prayer and worship because we get to, because it's awesome, because it's a blessing, because it's beautiful. He resurrected me to life. He resurrects us. He breathes life into our dry bones and we can pour out our love, our oil, just like Mary. She anointed Jesus, Yeshua, before he died at Bethany, she anointed him. She broke open that alabaster box, that box that held this precious, expensive oil, this oil that would cost a whole year of wages that she poured it out upon him. And people watched her and they gawked at her and they criticized that she was pouring out this oil that could have been used for the poor. It could have been used in a different measure. It could have been sold and it could have been used to buy people food. It could have been used to do something better in their eyes. And yet Jesus corrected them. He corrected them and he said, 
Why are you critical of this woman? She has done a beautiful act of kindness. You will always have someone poor whom you can help, but you will not always have me. And when she poured the fragrant oil over me, she was preparing my body for burial. And I promise you that when this wonderful gospel spreads all over the world, the story of her lavish devotion to me will also be mentioned in memory of her. And that is found in Matthew 26. Read the verses 6 through 13. And it's talking about that story of Mary pouring out her oil. And that is what we do as we come into the presence of God and we host his presence and we come to pour out our oil upon him, our love, our devotion, our sincere thanks. God, you raised me from the grave. You saved my soul. You are resurrecting a generation. You are bringing revival across this nation. And we are watching dead bones come to life and we are watching a hopeless generation arise and we can pour out our oil in thanksgiving. Mary's brother had been raised to life dead for days and now he was alive and she's pouring out her thanks. She's pouring out her oil. She's saying, thank you. Thank you. And we just say, thank you, Father God, for what it is that you have done and what it is that you're doing. And you are so precious and so worthy of our worship and so worthy of our praise. You have done it all and we lavish you with our heart of worship. We lavish you with our heart of praise and thanksgiving, not out of religion or duty, not because we have to or we're trying to earn anything, but because you are worthy, because you deserve it, because you are God, because you are Jesus, because you save us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. What a beautiful thing to witness a room of 8,000 people pouring out devotion, pouring out oil, their hearts, their love, their song, their dance their expression, their weeping, their love, their lives. And I'm seeing it across the nation, but I'm seeing this prototype. I'm seeing this beautiful movement, authentic movement of worship and prayer. I'm seeing a generation arise in such glory in knowing that they have been saved, healed, delivered, and set free, and they have a heart to just worship at his feet. And I know for our family, we've been in ministry 13 years We've been feeding and clothing the poor. And God has called us in this season to travel. He has called us to go from place to place. He's called us and we will go wherever he calls us to go and pour out our oil over him and pour out our worship and our devotion. And sometimes people won't understand and they don't understand that kind of devotion or that love that you're pouring out. It costs something. It costs your time. It costs your resources. You could have used that for something better. You could have used that for the poor. But he says, go pour out your oil across this nation. Pour it out in the nations. Pour out your devotion where I call you. And that's what we have been called to do in this season. And I love this scripture because the Holy Spirit was just breathing so much life. It's not just our family, but there's a moving of the Spirit of God. And there is a hunger for revival that is taking place. And we're watching it happen and unfold before our very eyes. And I love 
love love that it's not based out of vain religion it's not based out of structures of man it is not based out of titles or works it's based on the revelation of the spirit of the living god that dwells in us because of what jesus has done because of what yeshua did when he gave us his body and he gave us his blood and he gave us a table of his presence to commune with him and to commune with one another because the greatest commandment of all is to love him and to be loved by him and to pour that love on others. Hallelujah. The greatest commandment is to love God. First, we are loved by him and we love him. And then we love others. It is from a place of love and overflowing that we go out, that we minister. We have been filled with love and we go and we bless others. We tell them of the good news of the salvation of our God. And we read in Acts 15, 8 through 9, where many Gentiles, many were coming into the kingdom. Many were coming in just from the simple belief. And it says, and God, who knows and understands the heart, testified to them giving them the Holy Spirit just as he also did to us. And that's referring to the disciples, the apostles, and they were schooled in the ways of God, raised up in the things of God, and they're spreading this gospel, and people are coming into salvation, Jew and Gentile alike. The people of the world are embracing the message of salvation, and it says here, just as he also did to us, and he made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith in Jesus. And that's what it comes down to. We can have all the schooling. We can have all the religion down. We can know the Bible front, backwards, and sideways. But it comes down to the revelation of the blood of Jesus and that communion, that salvation that he offers us every single day to commune with him, be filled with him, go out and bring the good news of the gospel to those who are lost, who are hurting because they are crying out for Yahweh Shammah. The Lord is there. They're crying out for a place of presence. They're crying out for a tangible move of the Spirit of God. And that is what we have seen in Los Angeles. And as we were coming home, we went to Mexico and ministered there. The harvest was so ripe. The people are so hungry and poor in spirit and longing for an outpouring of the Spirit of God. They're hungry and he was showing up and moving and healing. A guy was delivered from addiction from crystal meth. Another man we prayed for had injuries on his legs and we prayed from the Spirit of God touched him. We prayed for another man on the boardwalk that there was such a holy moment there as he lifted his hands to heaven and he prayed to God for him to touch him. The Spirit of God touched him. There's been such a mighty move in Mexico. I just prayed Praise him for what is happening. We went to Mexico and then we went back to Dallas, to Corinth, to the glory of Zion there. Just all the nations and the tribes together, glorying in the presence of God. And then back to the upper room. And there's just been such a moving and glory of the Spirit of God. Because where his Spirit is and where 
his presence is, there's freedom, there's communion, there's healing and deliverance and transformation. And I just thank him for what he is doing across the globe, across the nation. Be encouraged today that no matter where you are, that he is there. You can cry out to him. And I just thank him for these places of stewarding his presence, of hosting his presence. Oh, I thank him for what he's doing across the nation. And thank you, Father, for that upper room, that place that you took your disciples. You asked them to go to the city and inquire, where could Jesus commune and take part in the feast of Passover, which is his body, which is his blood, where could he commune with them and take part in that supper and in that table? And I believe that's a powerful word (laughs) for what we just saw in the city of Dallas, in the city of Los Angeles, in these places where revival is sparking. Where can I go to take part in your body? Where can I go commune at your table. Find a place to commune. Hallelujah. Get in his presence and let it transform you today. In Yeshua's mighty, mighty name, we thank you, Father, for what it is that you're doing and that you are stewarding a move of revival and a hunger when we come together in community, in unity, to take part in you and to worship with you and to take part in who you are. There's such a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God across this nation and in this globe. And we just give you praise and honor and magnify you, Yehovah, Yahweh, Shama. The Lord is there. The Lord is there. Where two or more gather in his midst and agree that he is there. Where two or more gather in his name, he is there. He is there. He is there with us. That we do not forsake the gathering of the brethren because revival is touching earth. And when we come in with a heart of knowing who we are and who he is and what he did for us, there is such power, such healing, such redemption, the hope of his calling, the glory of his power, of the Holy Spirit of God that is being poured out in great measure upon the earth. We just give you praise, God, in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. I pray this word has blessed you today. I pray that you are encouraged today. I pray that you have a beautiful and blessed week. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed week in Jesus' name, in Yeshua's name. Amen.